Oh boy, it's the big show, Belonging Before Believing, with two guys with two body types, <laughs> and they be changing constantly. I'm Patrick Mathers, body type of the pair, of the father, <laughs> of the dad, of the hero to children and kids everywhere, Patrick Mathers. And I'm Brian Gumpy. Yeah, what do you got? Body type from Endgame <laughs> Thor. <laughs> body type <laughs> shoulder pain. Body, yeah, body type <laughs> shoulder pain. <laughs> pair. You, I wish I could remember <laughs> who I compared to a pair for the first time. I hope it was I, me. I, what, I think I remember who it was. Who was it? Dude, there was this grumpy... Like crotchety, grumpy oh, old man. It was not me. No, it wasn't you. Who worked at Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> and and he would just give you the business and try to just I like, like that nitpick guy. you like. Cr- no, he was not like the nice old man who works at Taco I Bell. I know, but still, dude, he's salty because he's old and still working at Taco Bell. I get it. I mean, either way, you gotta let him have it. And he was shaped that's like a, a pear. That's Some, all he's got. I don't think I pointed it out. I think somebody else pointed it out, and I lost it. <laughs> so <laughs> shaped like a pear. <laughs> I thought of it because I was watching Good Omens this week, and that's oh, a, that's out now. That's a good show. Yeah, yeah. It, it drags a little bit in parts, but it's it, especially if you like that quirky, um, off kilter kind of humor. That's a little bit dark and a little bit irreverent. You're, this is your wheelhouse. You'll love it. But anyways, he, he, made the, he made the comment that everything went pear-shaped. And I thought, oh, I go pear-shaped. <laughs> I'm regularly pear-shaped. <laughs> I wonder if I should get royalties for being in the movie then. I go pear-shaped. I go pear-shaped. Ah, Sunday evening, dude. It's a good time. Yeah, can you guys we hear church. this? It's all echoey in here. Yeah, we're definitely in the church. We have no fans. Like, some last couple times we've been in here, we had people with us. Yeah, speaking of no fans, that's why we're not doing it in my backyard, because <laughs> it is warm. <laughs> Dude, speaking of fans, people, like, tried to get that Bible translation. They really did. They really t- did. And we got two, right? Two got it right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I was getting Tyson mixed in, but Tyson didn't get the translation right. Tyson he just like gets the, prizes. He gets the prize originally, yeah. So we, when I was in Costco yesterday and ran into Justin. What's his last name? I should know it. Do you know it? I'm going to embarrass you on the podcast. Smith. Justin. Oh, doggone. I was hoping you didn't know. No, yeah. Smith. Justin Smith. Him and his wife and his two kids. One had a Gryffindor shirt on, and I told him, hey, nice shirt. Um, he said... He, like, put me in a chokehold and ran me into the turnbuckle because he couldn't figure out what the... He'd been texting me. ...what the Bible translation was, and when I told him, he just about punched me in the eye. (laughs) He he had been texting me and Facebooking and everything else, and he said, like, the last time he guessed, he's like, okay, this is my... This is it, final answer. After this, like, I'm giving up. And it wasn't He tapped out. It was the passion translation from... That weirdo McWeirdy up in Bethel. What he does, okay, I found this out. What he does is he has a Bible open in front of him and he reads the words and then he like goes, okay, God, what'd you really mean here? What's this really saying? And then he writes down whatever thought he has. And that's how this translation came about. Yikes. No Greek, 
No, Hebrew, no actually translating. He reads an English Bible, prays supposedly, and whatever pops in his Allegedly, head. Allegedly, he yeah, says Yeah, I don't a think prayer. so. I don't think he pray. Well, he might be praying. I think he's praying, praying to Bath Monette or one of them demons. <laughs> you got something in Beelzebub. Got, got some chicken nuggets stuck in your throat. There. <laughs> uh, my milkshake didn't go down as smoothly as normal. Oh, yeah, but dude, he's not praying to Jesus, that's for sure. Right, I'll say that out loud on the podcast. Dude ain't praying to Jesus. <laughs> on the record. Uh, the other ant- or winner was Casey Lute, who got it right kind of on one try. Really, he gave two guesses in what was his other one? one DM. I could look. Hold on. This was a, a Twitter DM. <sighs> dude, nobody DMs me. But I get texts. They don't DM me. They DM belonging before believing. I just happen oh, to hold the keys. Oh, you get it. You hold the keys to that Camaro. Oh, it wasn't a DM. I lied. He did it publicly on there. Oh, I remember because I was thinking I didn't have foresight when I said anybody who gets it, not just the first person. I'm like, well, they could just look to see who answered it publicly. But they're not but smart they enough. Our listeners did. aren't clever enough. No. <laughs> nope. Uh, I love you, listeners. Yes, judgment. Okay, so... First guess was the voice translation. Oh, that's all the famous people, like, um, voice acting different parts of the Bible. That's what that is. Uh, it says, in his, like, quote, before time itself was measured, the voice was speaking. The voice was and is God. Right, so, but the but the voice, tra- that's what that is. Is it's it? It's an audio translation, and it's like... Um, famous people, yeah, and they voice act certain parts. I thought they were doing... I thought all the famous people were doing, like, the King James or something. No, there's those two. Oh, so we're... Th- okay, I'm thinking yeah. of something else. This one has, like, I think, Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba? Cuba. <laughs> Why do you got to call me out on that? Everyone knew who I was talking about. Just let that one slide, dude. Coo- Coo- I can't. <laughs> dude, it's, it's a good thing to overlook sins. You know that, right? It's a mercy and a grace, you judgmental punk. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. Right now, Zoe is completely just enamored with the fact that my mom calls wolves woofs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, Zoe's coming over tomorrow. I'm for sure going to call it a wolf. Yeah. Yeah, oh, at least six times. And this was like on the phone like a couple weeks ago with my mom, and she wasn't going to... She said wolf, and I called her out because she doesn't normally... Right. And she's like, yeah, I just said that because I know you were going to make fun of me. <laughs> and Zoe's like, how else would you say it? So I made her say it. And, and now Zoe, we're, we're driving down the car, or down the road, it's just me, Rachel, and Zoe. And Zoe's like, did you know grandma says woof? <laughs> <laughs> to just you guys. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so Cuba. Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that great movie. Oh, uh, it's a, it's the remake of Mad 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 World. Oh, but uh, it's, uh, it's Rat Race. Rat Race. Yeah, dude, that's a pretty funny movie. Yeah, that's got some funny people in it. Mr. Bean's mm-hmm. in it. He's the only person I remember. Newman's in it. John Cleese is in it. Oh, Seth Green is in it. Seth Green. There's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, yeah, that kid looking good. He did guy. a good job of staying relevant. That <laughs> one. <laughs> He's got that chicken robot chicken. He does that show. You know that. Where they make action figures, like have little stories and stuff. Mm-mm. Never mind then. Um, yeah, and some other people I can't remember. Whoopi Goldberg's in it. Oh. And you know what else? Uh, Bates. What's her name? Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. She's in. She tries to sell them the squirrels, and they don't buy it. 
I kind of remember that. Yep, but Cuba's in it. Cuba. <laughs> hey, you know what? I preached at a church last week. Yeah. And it was Memorial Day weekend. And they're in a, um, a, a town that has a lot of military. There's a military base nearby. And so there's military people that are there at this church. And super cool people. It was great. It was really, really a blessing to preach there. But something stuck out um, in my mind. And <clears throat> I thought maybe we'd talk about this today. So in the middle of the service, they, they thanked the people for their service, which you're not supposed to do on Memorial Day. That's Veterans Day. You're supposed to thank people for service. Memorial Day is remembering those who've died. Right. So it isn't properly for those who are still alive. Oh, as trust veterans. me, I know, because <laughs> we, <laughs> we got some kind of angry email back in the day about somebody or about how, Dutch? yeah oh, okay. about how we weren't doing veterans discounts on memorial day and it's like dude <laughs> do, you, do you know what you're just asking yeah like, yeah like yeah. Uh, oh okay yeah yeah you got to educate those people yeah, well we didn't you exactly. didn't you no. just let it go and that just went away well yeah dude anyway. i'm gonna chamber that one and grant you a sternly worded email in the name of but no, ever first since first lieutenant Schwabi McBee or something. There's no first lieutenant Schwabi. Schwabi McToast. Schwabi would never make lieutenant. Uh, <laughs> if no, he it's, went to school, he would. It's been in my head ever since. About okay, so you get it then, yeah? Right. Memorial and Day I, is for the <clears throat> fallen. Totally, totally get that. So, so they do this like thing where they have the veterans. Not, not all of them could stand up, right? I mean, a lot of them were elderly and. Um, couldn't stand up, but they had those who could stand up, and they did. They they clapped for them, and then they they sang um, "Battle Hymn of the Republic." No, "God Bless America." We Oof. sang. Okay, um, and it was so they had the pictures up on the screen, the words, but then they had behind this this one moved. Sure. So like, it was when the amber waves of grain we sang. There was like waving grains to us, purple mountains, and well, you know. Yeah. The rest. So there was all that. Fruited um, plains. There were there was those. Yep. <laughs> what else? Sea to shining sea. We saw the seas. All right. I don't now I can't say for sure if it was the Pacific and the Atlantic, but they were bodies of ocean like water. I say wa- like water, because there were waves. So mm-hmm. I mean I guess it could have been Lake Superior or something. Because there's waves in there. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> getting to my point, we did this in church. Now, I, I love being an American. I'm very proud to be an American. I'm I, that when I have a buddy named Hilmar, and he's from Germany, and he just got inducted into the American Citizenship Hall of Fame. Like, what? Yeah, he became a citizen, and any citizen oh. is in the Hall of Fame. Okay, because we're Americans. I was. Does, you, <laughs> you had me on that one. Man, maybe I need oh, to Oh, I should have ran with maybe it. Maybe I need to get I should have ran with it. Oh, gosh. Okay, yeah, please. Okay, so he went there, and I was like, woohoo, yeah, and, you know, happy for him. He's, you know, it's something he wanted to do, became an American citizen. I was born one, which is neither here nor there, but I'm... Basically I'm got it on my first try. <laughs> Didn't even need to <laughs> test out for it. Uh, so, glad to be an American. So, I don't mind those types of show... I don't mind when we do, like, uh, they did a big thing at the cemetery next door to where I work. And, you know, I, I, I think those are, those are good and important 
you know, patriotic displays. It's something that typically will bridge partisan divide, you know, where just everyone goes there and is appreciative of the nation that we live in. So, but my question for you, Brian, and for me, and we'll just go back and forth with it, is, is that something that has a place in church? Well, let me Memorial answer. Day, um, patriotism, that kind of stuff. Let me answer your question with a question. May okay. I? You, you're not getting out of this, but you can ask away. Are any of those things distinctly Christian? Why does that matter? Because church <laughs> is distinctly Christian. Okay, but we're sitting in a building that we call church. Uh-huh. This building is, isn't... Is that what church is? Isn't the church, right? No. Okay, and right up there... Like to my left, I'm looking at it about. Is it the empty seat where Jesus sits? No, it's the American flag right oh, next. Got it. Right next to where Jesus sits, <laughs> <laughs> right there. So, and that's that's everywhere. You can go anywhere in the country, and you're going to find an American flag up on the platform in churches. So, if if it is for some reason not okay, then why is it everywhere? I okay. Well, first of all, while you and I, I mean, we've never talked about it on the podcast, probably. Eh, I bet we have in passing. Uh, about probably how, have, yeah. About how we don't think that an American flag should be in a church. Now, while we've already established that, well, even if we haven't before, we do now. We, we would not say that the American flag has a place in a church building. Uh, no flag. Sure. We'd say none. I mean, they have the Anglican one up there, right. but that's a made-up yeah. man-made thing, too. So It's fake. Well, no. it's... So, anyway, my point is that, like, it, like, we're in a building that we rent, right? This is not our church building. Um, people graciously rent it to us for a very affordable price, and we're very thankful for it. And there's, like, a handful of things that we would definitely do differently if we started this church building on our own. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that being said, having a flag in the corner while not our favorite thing is a lot different than some kind of um, patriotism exercise in the middle of a church service. I like that. Can you flush that out a little bit? Why is it... For some people, maybe nobody's thought through this before. Okay. This is something I had to hear from other people to go, oh, yeah, and to really get. Okay. So... So two weeks ago, was it a week ago? In our um, men's study, our secret trail study. Uh, oh, good. We yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we talked about the regulative principle, right. which for people listening here, uh, if you don't know what that means, and I don't expect you to, uh, it's basically saying that God told us what he wants to happen in a church service. So what God told us to do in the Bible and how to conduct a church service, that's what we should do, and that's it. That's it. If it isn't explicitly laid out, we don't do it. Right. So that's why we would say no dramas, no flag-waving, you know, no... Of any kind. <laughs> right, <laughs> good, of any kind. No extraordinary shows of emotionalism and that kind of thing. No movies. Yeah. You know, that. so, yeah. In a church service. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we talked about different things um, about our own service, about how we do things like announcements. And um, I'm trying to think of what else we've done before. 
any other kind of just not distinctly Christian thing is always before we do call to worship, Mm -hmm. which is what lets all of our people in our congregation know we are about to begin worshiping Almighty God. And what happens from then until I get to do the benediction that closes our service, everything in between is going to be something that we find prescribed in Scripture. So it's going to be prayer, Scripture reading and preaching and teaching, singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, fellowshipping, the ordinances, baptism, and the Lord's Supper. And that's kind of about it. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I can't think of anything else. Church that, discipline. Well, sure. Okay, yeah. You know, you're exactly right. Church discipline if, would, would take place in the That would be the one that I worship. Say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's pretty much it. I mean, everything else is not prescribed. That doesn't mean we have free reign to do it. What, it means we shouldn't do it. Right. <clears throat> to get back to what I... Uh, oh, good, good. good. I was just my response to... is these things, everything that you just outlined that belongs in a church service, each of those things is distinctly Christian. Right. And I used a goofy example when we were talking about it on Monday. Um, to do, because there are some people who would not hold to the regular principle. Uh, I can't remember what the other one's called, but normative uh, principle, normative principle, where, um, as long as you're doing the things that are prescribed, you can also do basically whatever you, as long as it isn't forbidden. Right. Right. But they would have, they would agree that there's like a minimum to do a church service, wouldn't they? Well, I think there's there's all kinds. You're probably there's right. There's a huge spectrum. Anyway, like that, but people will drive Ferraris up on the stage and zip right. line in. And but you're right. You know, what, that's that was more the angle that I, I should have gone. That if uh, it's not forbidden, mm-hmm. then it's up for grabs. Right. So the church I went to would would probably unconsciously call the be normative principle right. folk. So let me ask you this: if if we do something in the context of a church service, like a Memorial Day thing or a Veterans Day thing, whatever, the 4th of July is coming up. So we have flags up and we sing the Star Spangled Banner and all that. Are we, what are we communicating when we do that? Um, That we think we know better about how God should be worshiped than God does. Do you think that we're communicating that God shows America special favor that he doesn't show to other nations? Uh, personally, I don't think we have to go that far. I definitely think that there are a large chunk of people who would agree with that. But I do think that there are a much smaller portion of people who would just be thankful that they get to exercise the freedoms that they do we live in a nation where we have freedom of assembly, freedom of speech, and, and we can worship openly. And so we're thankful for the privileges that we have being in the United States, mm-hmm. which we would agree with, but that we doesn't would. mean we're going to include that in our service. It, so we're, it, we're saying it doesn't belong in the church service. Right. But now I we could use, would you, do you so think we your, could? Your question was, does it communicate any kind of favor, um, any kind of special favor to the United States by God? Right. That is your question. Yes, the leading question, because I will sure. follow up on it. Oh, I had a feeling. Yeah. Uh, I think 
I think it can. I don't think it okay. always does, but I think it can. Do you Certainly. think it's inappropriate to use our church buildings for those kind of activities apart from a worship service? No. I think if it's not in a worship service, then it's just a building. Okay. So you so I if I'm hearing you right and I think I agree with you, you'd be you'd be saying we are not dis, we are not Americans American Christians. We are Christians who happen to have been born and happen to live in America, right? Because I, I think that when, you, you, when we do that within the church, when the flag's up in the church, we're communicating American first. Whether we want to say that outwardly, explicitly or not, there's a sense we're communicating that. And I think for me personally, maybe we do differ here, I don't know. That, that's, that's a big problem for me. I want to communicate I'm a Christian first, and secondly, an American. My citizenship is in heaven. My home is with the Lord. Um, that's what I want. While I'm very thankful to be an American, grateful for the armed forces that we have, grateful for the freedoms that we do have, uh, that's secondary. Right. Right? Yeah. Do you think you, you're a, you'd say that too? Yeah. So do you think that like having the flag up there communicates, especially the way it's set up? Like legally, you know, square. I'm putting up quotes here, but legally, the way you're supposed to have it set up, the American flag takes the superior position on the stage always. Huh? In, I didn't know inferior, that. Inferior, the whatever other flag is supposed to take the inferior position. Does that mean that it's like stage right? Mm-hmm. Or wait, no, 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 stage, stage left. left, because that's the way you read. Yeah, I'm just thinking. So backwards. this takes the. I couldn't yeah. remember what stage left versus <laughs> just left is. Oh, that might. You're right. That might be backwards. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, as we are facing the stage, it is on the left side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So stage right, maybe. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Stage right. Um, yeah, I didn't know anything about that. I, uh, I, Our I, homeschool group made a big deal about it. I don't doubt yeah, that. Yeah, that's why I know it. As I, I think we do probably pretty often. I think that we um, maybe in this regard, having it communicate America first. I think we might be giving people too much credit and and probably more realistically not enough credit. <laughs> Where because it that, gets in your craw. I mean you don't realize it, but it gets in the way you're thinking. Well it's just a, it's just it's just what you do. And that's what I mean why I had to have it pointed out. Sure. Well first. I definitely that is not something that I even noticed mm-hmm. in churches until But I, once you notice until it. I came to Sovereign Joy. I never even paid attention. Mm-hmm. I did. There's a, just a flag in every room. Yeah. Everywhere. Right. Everywhere. Which is weird to the rest of the world, which doesn't make it right or wrong. I, oh. I, I, you know, it's just the rest of the world thinks we have some kind of unnatural, idolic, idolatrous mm. obsession with the flag. Mm. We salute it. We carry it around. We don't let it get touched the ground. Like most countries don't have that same kind of reverence for the flag. Mm. Which, I'm, again, I'm not saying that's good or... That doesn't make it a bad thing that we do. It's just a difference that I note. Um, so I think that... So what, we, what... How can we, number one... Well, besides this podcast and hel- helping to change that kind of culture and, and help there to be a distinction between the church and the state? Because subtly we're saying there isn't one. But we do want to maintain the separation between church and state for our own freedoms and for our own sake. Absolutely. And then also I'm thinking on top of that, just for the sake of people so they 
understand when we're coming to worship, we're coming to worship God. And it doesn't matter if who you are. If somebody from, you know, South Africa or Laos or um, Romania or Indonesia comes into our church on 4th of July and we got dur, 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 American flags everywhere and we're doing the salute and, you know, that's going to be weird to them. We're not worshiping God in that moment. We're worshiping America, mm-hmm. right? And, and so how do we temper those things with, without being overly legalistic? You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, we talked about it at our board meeting tonight that we're going to do a 4th of July barbecue as a church. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be our Sunday service. Sure. You know? So, I mean, as, as Christians, as a church, I mean, we can participate in those things. I think that, that bold, distinct line needs to be in the church service itself. Like we talked about, the church service itself from the beginning to the end needs to be distinctly Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when you bring these things in, if somebody who is not a Christian can come in and frankly have no issue with what's going on there and not see it any different than something that they would attend at a 4th of July parade, or maybe it's not, I mean, we're talking about patriotism here today, but I mean, this would apply to so many other different uh, topics. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, we kind of talked about when it comes to like, Mother's Day services and, you know. Right, I hate uh, that stuff, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, you know, you could do some real, like, bending over backwards to kind of sort of tie things in a little bit there because, I mean, like, you could be a Christian mom. and like, I mean, but you can, anyway, I don't want to apologize for what I just said. Um, yeah, I, we can participate even at our church building with these things, but not during that service for the reason that you just said, somebody who's not from the United States is going to come worship with us. Like we're, when we are in our church service, we are completely tied up with one of two kingdoms, right? Absolutely. And, and so when we are worshiping, we are completely focused on the kingdom of heaven. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, that other kingdom, I mean, we can have patriotism, but even in that sense, like if you want to have people who are going to visit from other church or I mean, other countries, like you outlined the guy from South Africa or whatever, like even then, like that's weird. Um, Even I'm getting kind of lost here, but... Well, in the church and in the New Testament, there's no such thing as a Christian nation. Right. And we say that, and sometimes I say that deliberately provocative, to be deliberately provocative, right? So, and, but this time I'm not. There's no such thing as a Christian nation. Jesus said that his people would take up swords to fight if his kingdom were of this world, but it's not, right? So what we do when we communicate, when, when we worship and we have a very nationalistic display, we are saying that there is a Christian nation. We're going against the New Testament. We don't, I totally don't think it's deliberate. I think it's well-intentioned people who love their land, but they have it backwards, where they're American first and Christian second. 
instead of Christian first, American second, or maybe even third or fourth. But what, what, so I think it behooves us to, to say that, and maybe we don't need to say it on Memorial Day and on Fourth of July. I don't know. Maybe those are the times to say it. But as we start thinking through this issue and talking about, I think the, the more we, we have it, we will have a more healthy church, the less we um, rely on nationalistic displays. Because the more, then we have more opportunity to focus on Christ and to focus on the Lord and focus on his things rather than on things of this world that are going to burn someday. I mean, uh, the, the regular principle is very like presupposition, like foundational thing mm-hmm. for us. Right. But I mean, let's say that you're, you're not there. At, at least we're asking you to, to be intentional. Why on earth are you doing it? Because if you are talking about uh, doing these type of things out of some sense of, of gratitude to your creator for giving you uh, privileges that we talked about before, assembly and freedom of speech, and it's a lot easier to be a Christian in the United States than communist China, and, mm-hmm. and it's just out of the overflowing gratitude for God's providence that, you know, like, yay, America... I just really doubt that the people who are doing these things are communicating it in that way. I mean, that's me thinking the best that I can mm-hmm. about these kinds of patriotic displays. And I, I wouldn't agree if you did it, but at least if you're going to do it, try to make it distinctly Christian well, in some way, which, like I said, you got an uphill climb there. Right. Well, to, I'm going to be perfectly honest. The, I've been to several of those kind of services now over the years, and I think the one I was at last week was honestly the best that I've been to, uh-huh. even though that faux pas of memorial, having yeah, veterans yeah, yeah. stand up, you know, um, even despite that, it was still as much as it could be God-centered whilst it being Americans, America-centric, which you know, always is going to rub me wrong, but at least there was clear effort in focusing on God where most of the time it isn't that most of the time it's rah, 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 America. Thank you, God for America. Right. You know, and it's, it's very much, um, you know, the scary kind of nationalism that's just, just blind to its own errors and, and almost a a caricature of itself, you know? Well, I don't know. Thanks for indulging me there and answering all the questions. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I, like I said, it's not something that I really wrestled with at all until I got here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, but when, when we're looking at the two kingdoms, uh, it, it, it just is so, so helpful. You just have to know what kingdom like, <laughs> like you're engaging in in that moment. And it's one. Right. One kingdom. Right. It's one kingdom. All right. So I'm going to give you a chance to redeem yourself. From what? For all the people that you just pissed off for saying that they have a flag that doesn't belong in their church. I didn't make anybody mad. Oh, Nobody who listens to this mad. show. <laughs> if they do, do bring it. I, <laughs> I, I, good. If you're mad, bring it. Tell me. I, uh, I do have a question. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I wanted to ask this as soon as you told me you wanted to tackle this subject. Mm-hmm. Because I already know my answer. Okay. When do you feel... Is this question of the day? Yes. Okay. Um, whether it's like, it could be like a certain day or certain circumstances or whatever else. What makes you feel most patriotic? 
Um, well, I really like Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. When I was a kid, we had um, in Garden Grove fireworks were like not only legal but like totally legal, like shooting off Roman candles with your hand kind of <laughs> stuff, and we would um, line up our lawn chairs in the front yard, and everyone would buy boxes and boxes and boxes of fireworks and Emerson who lived across the street from us he was a shop teacher and he'd get drunk and come out with his blowtorch <laughs> you told me about yeah. this guy dude he would cut he was great he'd come out and he'd be all yelling and cussing he'd start the he'd like start the fireworks like catch the whole thing on fire not just the wick and then it would explode but it was also on fire oh dude it was great we lit our fireworks with blow torches too <laughs> it was great well i didn't have to i just had to sit there and watch <laughs> into it and be like yahoo so i really like fourth of july i think my very favorite fourth of july besides when i was a kid as an adult um maybe was one at the um softball field out there on 20th street they had a really good display one year and we had a bunch of people out there and then one year i think it was the year andy and i first got married we saw the fireworks in um the bay san francisco bay and they had like three or four different ships set up strategically positioned so that as you looked up you saw the same exact show but you could see like it going off at five four or five different locations it was amazing Amazing. So I really like 4th of July. And I like the jokes about it being National Treason Day, you know, (laughs) and (laughs) I I like that kind of stuff and think that that humor that we're we're Americans and not uh, English is just fantastic. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So 4th of July is, when I look back at growing up and, my favorite holidays and things like that. Obviously, Christmas, Thanksgiving, they're great. But my family always, always got together for uh, 4th of July. And it was always like the biggest, fattest barbecue yeah. of the year. It was... Oh, there was that too at mine too. Yeah, Big, yeah, Huge barbecues, yeah. It was an event every year. And so, yeah, I definitely always look forward to 4th of July. But that, to me, like that's... Om- especially like as a kid, way more about like enjoying my family than anything else. When I feel most patriotic is any time I get to go to an air show. When Ooh. I see these $25 million planes doing the things that they do, I look up and I think, who on earth would want to start a fight with us ever? This is like goofy nonsense at the Chico airport yeah. that, that this is just like, just just stuff playing around. What if they actually had work to do? <laughs> what would these things do? And who would they do it to? And how long would it take yeah, them? It yeah. wouldn't take this much. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There was this one. It was a C-130. And they were showing off how maneuverable it oh, was. Geez. It's these things. It, They're huge. For, yeah. For those of you who don't know, it's an enormous plane that's used to transport tanks. Yeah. It's a car, the, the big cargo planes. Yeah. Yeah. And they were talking about how it can take off and land using a runway the size of a football field. What? Yeah. What? Dude, they could park it in your front yard. What? It's crazy. And then they took it up in the air, and they're flying it like it's a crop duster. It's just like doing these little hairpin turns. Wow. How 
How? Man, I didn't see that. I wish I was at that air show with you. How? So, yeah. Okay, I got one more. Do I got time for one more? Yeah. Yeah, one more. So, um, I love presidential inaugurations. Mm. And I really do. And I remember when Obama was inaugurated for the first time, my kids were still kind of little. And uh, we stopped everything and said, this is important. You need to watch this, kids. This, This is something. This is history right here. And watch those and the pageantry and mm-hmm. all the former presidents and all of the congressmen and senators there and the song. I mean, just that whole display is is to me gets me a little misty and patriotic when I'm feeling like living in that kingdom. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> when yeah. I was in fifth grade and we did a DC trip, yeah, going to the tomb of the unknown soldier. Oh, and the people who guard it, uh-huh. no, no matter what. Mm-hmm. All these hurricanes and all this other nonsense. Did they get a hurricane? I yeah. just remember there being crazy yeah. storms up there, and there was still somebody at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Okay, I got one more. All right, hit me Last with it. week I did, uh, no, two weeks ago I did a service for, there's a, a, a veteran cemetery up in Igo in Reading, outside of Reading, and it's beautiful. But the, this service, they had the veteran of foreign wars, they had the, the Navy Honor Guard, and they had the submariners which I had never heard of before, but it's veterans who were in submarines. That's awesome. They were all there, and they all did their honors. That was really moving. Yeah. It really was. Um, I'm not going to lie. That was pretty moving. They did the full 21-gun salute. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was was really impressive. Yeah. There was a lot of people there. He had touched a lot of people. and Sounds like a super really cool guy I would have liked to know in life, but yeah. Mm. Again, this kingdom. There you go. So... Question of the day. When do you feel most patriotic? And don't buy my style. Pick your own story. Yeah. (laughs) Fourth of July and air shows are taken. Yeah, you got to come up with something better than that. All right. And whether you are Uncle Sam loving, flag waving, Yankee doodle dandy, (laughs) or some pinko commie. (pplaughs) No, not the pinko commies. We believe... You but the socialists. <laughs>